Welcome to Hidden Headlines, Faith, Family, Freedom. Coming up in this edition, first it was the legalization of marijuana and now it's magic mushrooms. Is this just another avenue for harmless fun or is this a health epidemic waiting to happen? And what's driving this trend towards the legalization and toleration of drug use at large? Could it be a well-coordinated effort to dumb down society? And if so, what's the goal? And while we're here, let's talk about the dumbing down of our education system. America's free education system was once the envy of the world, but it is no longer. And let's talk about the dumbing down that's occurring via the multitude of commercial media enterprises vying for screen time. All of this coming up on this edition of Hidden Headlines. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Sussman. Thanks for joining me on Hidden Headlines. These stories and more can be found at briansussman.com. Before we begin, I'd like to thank two people for their wonderful work on these topic on this topic today. One is Julie Bonner. She wrote an excellent piece called The Dumbing Down of America by Design. And then from Charisma Magazine, Larry Tomzak wrote a great piece, The Legalization of Marijuana is Deceptive and Downright Dumb. Let's begin with what drove me to this particular topic. Of course, I'm broadcasting to you from the San Francisco Bay Area. One of the major cities in the San Francisco Bay Area is Oakland, California. Oakland has now become the second U.S. city to decriminalize magic mushrooms. The first city was Denver. Magic mushrooms. Oh, but they're natural. They have magical powers. They're kind of like Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Just kidding. These things are dangerous. They're psychoactive. They're a drug. I understand they're natural. But what they have within them is a dangerous, dangerous toxin that can actually ruin the mind of some forever. Now, in Oakland, they had a long parade of people coming before the city council to talk up magic mushrooms, saying they're perfectly harmless, they're perfectly natural. One guy got up and said, where I'm from in rural Mexico, uh, magic mushrooms take the place of Walgreens. For those who use the magic mushrooms, uh, there is a reaction in their brain that oftentimes causes them to lose their mind permanently. For others, they can create a dangerous circumstance for themselves or those around them. Can you imagine someone on magic mushrooms behind the wheel of a car? City of Oakland said, well, our police are so busy, they don't have time to knock on doors of houses looking for magic mushrooms. Can I tell you something? The police in Oakland are going to be very busy with people recreationally using these magic mushrooms now because they can. And they're going to create havoc on the streets of Oakland. I will talk more about that in just a moment. But it brings to, to my mind a, a larger question. What is happening in this country? Why is there this, this toleration of these drugs, which are very harmful? That got me to think about a lot of things, including our schools. You know, dumbing down, originally the term began in Hollywood in the 30s. A scriptwriter would be told, dumb down your script. Just dumb it down. What does that mean? It's too highbrow. We've got to sell your story in, in the case of a television show, 30 minutes. In the case of a, case of a film, 90 minutes to two hours. Dumbing it down. 
my gosh, I've, I've done this on my own website. I'll take a story. My gosh, I could, I could write pages and pages and pages, but I dumb it down, so to speak, to get to 600 words because I know most people aren't going to read more than 600 words. In fact, nowadays, people want a meme. They want bullet points. They don't even want the whole thing. They want it dumbed down. So that's the society in which we live. But the most obvious example of how Americans have been dumbed down is through this nation's failed public education system. You know, there wasn't, it wasn't long ago, decades ago, uh, we were number one. We had the best quality, free, public K-12 through education system on the planet. But over the last many decades, many countries keep passing us by. It seems there's this, this insidious federal agenda that's been implemented to condition and brainwash a population of mindless, robotic people. Continuing with education just for a moment. Currently, 19% of U.S. high school graduates can't read. 21% of adults read below a fifth grade level. And that these alarming rates have not changed in the last 12 or 13 years should be very bothersome to us all. Well, let me continue along these lines because these statistics are fascinating and frustrating and discouraging. American students are lagging behind virtually all developed nations now more than ever. The current education system is no longer about learning the basic ABCs, but simply cranking out a subclass of, in my opinion, workforce laborers. So this is what Team Trump inherited. Now, in an effort to change, for example, the educational system, he picked a firebrand who's been complaining the way I'm complaining right now, only more articulately, quite frankly, for many, many years, Betsy DeVos. So we had, again, a series of moderate to liberal presidential regimes that were allowing this dumbing down of America for years. The first Bush, Clinton, the second Bush, and then Obama. America finally had it. We want some changes. We want to make America great again. That has nothing to do with racism. That has everything to do with building a strong economy, building a strong educational system that educates people for greatness, not mediocrity, and, and I believe, brings back a flourish of morality. So, America, the economy, let's talk about that. During all of those presidential regimes, we saw our economy in a recession. We were fighting wars all over the world, creating huge amounts of debt here in the United States of America. The middle class was getting decimated. We had people with college debt like nobody's business. And our manufacturing base had completely, for the most part, been outsourced. In fact, Barack Obama bragged about that as something that was good. So over numerous decades, there was this grand experiment engaging in social engineering with American people, especially America's youth, the dumbing down in the schools, the decimation of the middle class, the burdensome debt. And, and if I may add, it seemed as if we were working to homogenize a lowest common denominator product that involved subpar mediocrity. And then, finally, a change. Donald Trump trying to turn things around. But it seems as if the elitist establishment is against him. Why? Because they want America dumbed down. Now, let me continue. Let me bring in these names. 
Lenin, Stalin, Mao. I'll even throw in Hitler. Can I tell you something? They all understood that it was necessary to dumb down a population. And I might add that many of America's top leaders have been targeting the indoctrination of children as being crucial for planting the ideological seeds that will serve their globalist aspirations. The one world order, the new world order, as I think a certain Bush said it. These federal fascists in Washington have been busily mounting an assault on the American family through the state-run public educational system specifically. Washington now is unlawfully dictating mandates to the 1,600 U.S. school districts around the United States that they must comply with in order to avoid the cutoff of federal dollars. Thus, local school districts throughout this nation are presently under a subversive assault from the long arm of our authoritarian, totalitarian government. This is why Donald Trump brought in Betsy DeVos. She's, seen, she's been watching this for decades, and she wants to turn it around. And that's why the National Education Association hates this woman. That's why the left hates this woman, because they want to see our schools dumbed down, because they need a dumb, docile society in order to further their goals of domination. My opinion. Well, let's talk about school choice, because really, the federal government's not supposed to educate anyone. The Department of Education is not supposed to educate anyone. Education is up to the various states. But once you take $1 of federal funds, you are beholden to the federal master. So let's talk about the Orwellian doublespeak deception of school choice. You know, public tax-funded privatization programs like Common Core. Oh, Common Core. It's so wonderful. It's federal. It's a great program. It's been sold as answering the need for higher educational standards. Now, again, as I mentioned, should a school district even accept $1 from the federal government, it automatically relinquishes control to the feds, thus providing no choice to the locals, but for the most part, Common Core. Everyone wants the Common Core. The federal agenda associated with Common Core is to abolish local-run school boards, abandon the letter grade system of A through F, and seize control over the curriculum top to bottom. And this is impacting even those of you who say, well, that's why I homeschool. Oh, really? That's why I go to a, my kids go to a private school. Oh, really? Well, have you noticed the textbooks? It's very hard to find textbooks that haven't adopted Common Core in some way, shape, or form. The, tax, the, the textbooks are being impacted because the textbook companies have rushed to align their books according to the dogma of the Common Core standards. Common Core, for those of you who don't know, in a nutshell, if I can dumb that down, <laughs> it's designed to program and prepare children's impressionable minds towards accepting the notion of collectivism. Collectivism. Collectivism must be, must be acceptable and accepted by the population so that they will embrace socialism. And if I can use the C word, communism. The group mind is deemed far, important, far more important than the individual mind. To the extent that a child's value is only as good as the value of the child, the child's value is only as good as the value the child can bring to the group. Listen, team efforts are great, right? Team efforts are fantastic. But 
this kind of a team wants no superstar. This kind of a team wants no hero. So now what we have are standardized tests. And in order to make sure that everyone passes to the next grade, we've lowered the standards in these standardized tests. More people pass, more people move on. It's easier for the school districts to get more money because there are more people in the seats. Let's talk about President Bush's No Child Left Behind program. Did, did you know this about President George W. Bush? Uh, Bush's younger brother, Neil, who, by the way, was banned from the banking industry after the savings and loan scandal in the late 1980s, he has made a killing with an educational software company called Ignite. What does Ignite do? Well, serves all the schools. No child left behind. We can make everybody succeed with our test score application. Uh, so he promises higher test scores. No child left behind. Doublespeak. School choice. Washington blackmailing school districts across America with the threat of cutting off federal funds should test scores fail to make the cut. So we'll standardize the tests. We'll lower the standards. And by the way, if you've got a kid who can't cut it, go ahead. Just hire the software company Ignite. They'll come in and make sure that lower test scoring kid can raise the grades so everyone passes and the money can keep flowing. Not everybody's getting smarter. They're not learning more. They're not becoming any brighter. In fact, if anything, they're becoming dumber. So the federal government, they busily ramrod their agenda. They push these standardized tests and test performance as the package panacea in the form of common, common core standards, all under the guise of a tax-paid public education system. Most parents have no idea what's going on. This systematic dumbing down of our educational system permeates a parallel process in the dumbing down of textbooks sold to schools. The textbooks are just another form of indoctrination and mind control. And then we've got another factor in the schools. Those endowed with optimal energy, those who become restless in their seats, those who get bored easily, those kids, you know those, the ones that are labeled ADD or ADHD right off the bat, and then given drugs to, uh, to combat the quote-unquote problem? Yeah, those people. These are drug lobotomies for the purposes of control. Well, you're a teacher. You've got 30 kids in the class, and there's little Johnny always jumping around out of his seat, making trouble, bored to death. Little Johnny may be the brightest kid in the class. But in order to keep him under control, because it's one teacher for 30 kids, let's put him on the drugs. It's a lot easier that way. And the parents will be happy, too, because they won't have to give this kid so much attention. Can I tell you something? One of my, one of my, one of my boys diagnosed with ADHD, and uh, they wanted to put him on the drugs. We wouldn't have anything to do with it. Uh, and, and school was difficult for him. There's no question about it. And so was college. But he found an occupation that was perfect for him, and he is killing it in that occupation. He's a chef. The kid with the short attention span, the kid that's got to be busy all, all, all the time. This hand's got to be doing one thing. The other hand's got to be doing something else. His legs have to be in motion. His mind's got to be just cold, going, going fast, fast, fast all the time. He's a chef. It works out perfect for him. So you get a lot of gifted kids who are put on these drugs. And then the other gifted kids that don't need the drugs, well... 
they have to play to a dumbed-down system. And what happens? We get a, a lifeless walking dead <laughs> that go through the daily motions on autopilot, beaten down, dumb, fearful. So those are my complaints about the educational system and the dumbing down thereof. But another primary means of dumbing down America is through mass media. If the public is busily preoccupied with the superficial garbage that's spoon-fed to the masses every day via television, movies, music, internet, video games, and all that, well, that's as good as a drug. I mean, look at any child today. They want a tablet. They want to play games. They want to watch YouTube videos. They don't want to go outside and kick a ball, climb a tree, have fun in the outdoors. They want to lay on the carpet and watch videos. And by the way, I could say so much about that. Even the flicker rates of televisions and video screens and computers and cinema by design are programmed to contain hidden properties that physically resonate and alter the human brain's alpha wave state into a hypnotic, mesmerizing, trance-like state of mind. How many of you have been sitting at a television binge-watching and when you finally snap out of it and realize, gosh, I need to make a sandwich, you have to shake your head to get your brainwaves functioning again. Or how many of you have gone to sleep at night with a tablet or a phone in your hand or a computer screen and realized, man, my sleeping is so restless? It's because of what I just described. It's the interaction with the flicker rate, so to speak, and, and the alpha waves in your brain. This is a very potent drug, so to speak, in and of itself. So we're subliminally fed all of this information and all of these scenarios and all of these changing mores that modify and shape values and moral, moral and ethical messages and auto-suggestions. I mean, think about this with the sexual revolution in this country, which continues to evolve. You're watching a show now and suddenly you're seeing characters involved in relationships that certainly don't follow the biblical pattern or the traditional pattern, if you will. You know exactly what I'm talking about. This, too, is a form of calculated brainwashing and mind control. But then there's another thing, and that is drugs, illicit or legal. By their very nature, they dumb people down. They impair brain function. You know, it's amazing. And I'm talking about prescription drugs as well, my friends. Nearly 70% of all Americans are taking at least one prescription drug. This is a multi-billion dollar industry that we're talking about. And I'm not even talking about recreational drugs like marijuana or now magic mushrooms. And I'm not talking about the drugs that people are buying on the street like heroin and meth and coke, etc., And I'm not mentioning alcohol or tobacco. But I'm telling you, between the multi-billion dollar alcohol and tobacco industries and the the multi-billion dollar big pharma, these corporate entities wield colossal amounts of power in America, dumbing the masses down. And so now we go to magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms, nothing could go wrong here. I'm reading a study in the Journal of Psychopharmacology, the Journal of Psychopharmacology that says in a survey of 2,000 people regarding the uh, 
psychocil the psilo the psilocybin mushrooms as they're called the magic mushrooms that uh, there is a lot of there are a lot of negative consequences to taking these psychedelic drugs now a lot of people say oh it's the most valuable experience of my life i learned so much about myself oh, it was wonderful i've never been so relaxed oh it was spiritual you hear you hear all this crap and that's what it is crap uh, the major compound in certain mushrooms is psilocybin. That's what gives them their hallucinogenic quality. Now, there are bad trips. I'm reading here in the Journal of Psychopharmacology. There are trips in which there are experiences that some have where they put themselves in physical danger. Others put others in physical danger. Some need medical help. There are mental consequences. There has been reported the onset of enduring psychotic symptoms. There have been cases of attempted suicide. And these are the mushrooms that we want to make available to all to take whenever you please. So what's happening here? By the way, the number of deaths related to drug overdoses since 1980, are you ready for this? The number of deaths related to drug overdoses since 1980 has jumped 540%. Is this really the way in which we want to go? Is this a good thing? Is this the way in which we should live? Is this going to benefit, benefit us as a society? I say no. You know, the same damage and dumbing down effects are only added on when considering the detrimental and often lethal effects that these that we have in our food supply. Seriously. You know, I'm now some of you may say I'm going a little too far. But can I tell you something? Look at all of the commercials for all of the fast food restaurants. Do you really think that food is healthful? No, it's not. Uh, every, every medical doctor would tell you, fast food, hmm, once a week is plenty. Twice a week is too much. Every day? Twice a day? Three times a day? You're putting yourself in an early grave. Chemically processed foods. Chemical and hormone-injected meat product, products. Pesticide-ridden foods. We're consuming this on a daily basis, and it will take a toll. Oh, but you know who shoots and scores with this? Big Pharma. They come to the rescue. I've got a pill for that. I've got a treatment for that. In the meantime, what's it doing to your mind? We're getting dumbed down. And no, for the sake of this podcast, I could go there, but I won't. I'm not going to talk about fluoride. I'm not going to talk about vaccines. I'm not going to talk about chemtrails. But if you'd like me to sometime, I might. Let me give you a quote from Franklin Graham. I love Franklin Graham. Uh, for those of you who have ever been to my website, briansussman.com, you know how Billy Graham, Franklin's father, was such an influence in my life. Even as a, as a young Jewish guy, he was probably the most influential man in my life, Billy Graham. Decision Magazine 2016, Franklin Graham said this, drug addiction has become virtually an epidemic in cities and towns, rural and urban across America. It's true. It's true. Residents in Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Colorado, Massachusetts, Maine, D.C., and here in California can all get blasted on marijuana. Additionally, Arkansas, Florida, North Dakota have approved medical marijuana. That's always the first step towards legalizing weed for recreational use. Making marijuana mainstream is the goal of aggressive advocates of marijuana legalization. After all, they tell us, smoking weed, it's safe, it's harmless, it's fun. Come on. Hollywood liberals are the most obsessed with this reefer madness. 
Look at all the pot-centric shows now that propagandize the use of pot to eyes that are oftentimes very young, even children. We have cannabis comedies now. We've got Showtime's Weeds series. HBO, High Maintenance, about a dope dealer. MTV, Mary and Jane, two roommates running a pot delivery service in L.A. Netflix has a stoner series called Disjointed. Amazon has Margaret Cho crafting her marijuana dispensary theme series. You know, the, the comic Margaret Cho. <laughs> She's not very funny, in my opinion. Let me just go here for a moment. Do you remember the Trojan horse? The phrase, beware of Greeks bearing gifts? I think there's a relevance here. So if you go back to Homer's epic odyssey, uh, Grecian soldiers were unable to get into the seemingly impenetrable city of Troy for over a decade. The Greeks wanted to get into Troy. So they all pretended to sail away and they left a victory trophy of a giant hollow wooden horse for their victors. Okay, you guys won. Here's what we're leaving for you, the victors, this big wooden horse. And so the gullible people of Troy pulled it inside their otherwise garrison town and they went to sleep. And the Greek soldiers were in fact inside the big horse and they came out and they opened the gates of the city and the rest of their army returned under the cover of night to destroy the city. That's the Trojan horse. The Trojan horse, it symbolizes a deception wherein an unsuspecting people lets an enemy slip in. That enemy brings destruction. And it's because the targeted group is dumb, more dumb than discerning and they suffer the serious consequences. That's what's happening in our nation, my friends, regarding marijuana legalization. That's what's happening, my friends, regarding Common Core. That's what's happening, my friends, regarding the foods we eat. That's what's happening across the board in so many ways. What we're watching on TV, on the big screen, on the little screen, on the tablet, on our phones, on the YouTube. And unfortunately, many pastors and parents are ignoring the dangers until it all hits home, especially with drugs. I've seen this so many, many times. You know, these cool parents shrug off the dangers of weed, some even indulging in themselves behind the scenes. (laughs) And what happens? What happens when a kid gets involved in all this stuff? They're using the drugs. Or maybe they're into stuff they shouldn't be into online, like porn. The grades stop dropping. The grades start dropping. The personality changes. They start lying. They become really, really good at lying. Money starts missing. Odor masking techniques are in full gear. Breath, cologne, incense. Mood swings. All of that. You knock on the door. Their door is locked to the room, and it takes a while for them to open it. (laughs) Gosh. We are just so fooling ourselves. It's time to wake up, my friends. Dr. Ed Gojek, he's an addiction psychologist, said in the New York Times, I've spent 25 years as a doctor treating drug abusers. I know their games. They're excellent con artists. He went on to call marijuana activists phony scientists. And he added, for years they claimed pot was good for glaucoma and never apologized when research found out it could actually make glaucoma worse. 
They still insist weed isn't addictive, despite every addiction uh, medical society saying it is. I have a daughter who works in drug rehab. Ask her about it. I have a son-in-law who is addicted to drugs. Ask him about it. Yeah, it's all, all the drug addicts admit marijuana is bad news. But oh, everyone else is fine. It's good. Just a little now and then, even daily, it helps me get by. It helps me cope. It helps me with my pain. Huh. Reading here from this Dr. Gojic, they even produced their own flawed scientific studies supposedly proving that medical marijuana laws don't increase use amongst teenagers when almost all the evidence is just the opposite. It sends the message that weed is harmless, even though research shows that teenagers who use it regularly do worse in school, are twice as likely to drop out and earn less as adults. Teenage use has been shown to permanently lower IQ. Recent Northwestern University study, teens who are regular marijuana users have poor long-term memory in adulthood. <laughs> Healthy individuals who did not abuse marijuana performed about 18% better than younger adults who abused marijuana. You know, marijuana also easily becomes habit-forming in the lives of vulnerable and impressionable young people. Listen to the words of Jack Smith. Jack Smith is a president of Teen Challenge in Missouri. So he represents the most successful ministry bringing deliverance to thousands of drug-addicted young people for over 40 years. Jack Smith, president, Teen Challenge USA in Missouri. Quote, our experience is that marijuana is a gateway drug leading to harder and more damaging drugs. Well over half our students indicate the first drug they were really involved with was marijuana. Oh, but let's glamorize it. Let's do TV shows about it. You know why so many in Hollywood do this? Because they're trying to justify their own use of this drug. They're trying to justify their own morality. I'll take you to the book of Proverbs. It paints a different picture. It's not flattering. Repetitious, sinful activity is likened to a dog returning to its vomit. You can read it for yourself, Proverbs 26, 11. It refers to fools who lack moral restraint and repeat indulgence in activities that bring about their inevitable sin as being ruin. 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 Do you, do you want your life ruined? I don't. Do you want to see America ruined? I don't. I want to see America made great again. You know, throughout our history, there have been individuals advocating certain drugs later proven to be terrible. I'm not talking about marijuana here. I'm talking about drugs that were said to cure everything. Thalidomide. Thalidomide was promote, promoted as the wonder drug. It was going to help women experience better pregnancies until we had about 4,000 severely deformed babies in the early 60s because their moms took thalidomide. Cigarettes were once promoted as healthy and relaxing by doctors. Oh, and look at all the stars who smoke cigarettes. Well, we know that's hardly the case. A hundred years ago, doctor approved heroin and cocaine as non-addictive drugs, prescribed for a variety of ailments, even used as a cough remedy. That was wrong. Smokeless chewing tobacco. Well, you're not putting it in your lungs, you're just chewing it. Oh, really? And all the baseball players were using it. Remember that for decades. And then Tony Gwynn died of salivary cancer from using the product during his Hall of Fame career. And then Major League Baseball executives finally enacted the first ban of smokeless tobacco. They called it the Tony Gwynn rule. The bottom line is, my friends, 
Don't be taken in by the deception of marijuana legalization and now magic mushrooms. Don't go for it. Pray for a spiritual awakening. Pray for this president who wants to make America great again. A president, by the way, who's never used drugs or alcohol. <laughs> he does have a lot of other flaws in his past life, but I can tell you on this one, he shoots and scores. And beware, my friends, the Trojan horse is still out there. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. Be alert. Stand your ground. Thanks for joining me on this special edition of Hidden Headlines. For more about me, go to briansussman.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Brian underscore Sussman. Facebook, Brian Sussman Show. I appreciate your listenership. These podcasts come out each Thursday on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Hidden headlines. God bless you, my friends. Faith, family, freedom. I'm Brian Sussman.